Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Run the Jewels Lifestyle Podcast Show. I'm your host and creator, Julian Smartrimple, aka King Jewels. Welcome to the RTJ Show, which was created to spread inspiration to young professionals and millennial entrepreneurs who want to learn how to shine brighter in their careers or their businesses. Each and every week, we focus on relevant and controversial topics surrounding personal development, financial freedom, and health and wellness. Stay tuned to see what entrepreneurs and marketplace leaders we'll be interviewing. Stay tuned, bless up, and get ready to shine bright like the bright diamond jewel that you have been created to be. We'll see you soon. Today's sponsor comes from Orgain Organic Protein. If you're looking for delicious plant-based protein and also health and wellness products, then you've come to the right place. You can enter the discount code SMART, S-M-A-R-T-J-E-W-E-L-Z, that's Jewels at your checkout using the link that we provided in our show notes to receive your exclusive discount code. All right, y'all, we are back. We are back. We are back for another very special edition. I just had to bring in my very special guest uh, for episode 84. Let us know if y'all can't hear us. We'll reset uh, the system, but we are here for the RTJ uh, volume 80. Well, not volume. I'm sorry. Episode 84 uh, of this series that we call Run the Jewels RTJ. Uh, this is episode 84, Becoming an Actor, part two. We're on a new month, uh, the month for December, the last month of 2019's theme is called Giving Thanks. Uh, that's the theme for this whole month for the holiday season. Uh, we're going to be giving thanks for all the, the things that we've been able to do and uh, also overcome throughout 2019. I'm your host, Julian Smartrimple, uh, but we are back for none other than our first uh, episode for the month of December. He's he's a man that's already been on the RTJ uh, show vidcast series uh, earlier throughout this fall season. Uh, he's definitely a high school uh, classmate of mine. Uh, he's an entrepreneur in himself, definitely an actor. Uh, he's a man of excellence, doing some great work, not just uh, in his career of acting, but also uh, in his community and definitely is showing other people how to follow their dreams. And so we are introducing my special guest this evening, John Dixon. And John, can you introduce yourself to those that may have missed your first segment, bro? Uh, hello, everybody. My name is John Dixon. Um, you know, I made the crazy decision to become an actor and, and, and chase a, a wild dream. And um, each day I'm inching closer and closer towards just making this my entire life. And that's what it is. And that's what we want to do as a career is just make it, make it everything. And, um, and thank you for having me back, King Julian. You're doing great, great stuff out here with this. It's an awesome show. Episode, what, 84? Right. <laughs> hey, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me back, man. Yeah, we had to bring you back. I told, I told John, uh, those who are tuning in with us for the live stream or on the watch party. Uh, he did such a great job, and I know it's a lot of people, especially here in Atlanta or even uh, throughout the U.S., 
uh, that say that they want to break into the entertainment industry, but may not know how. And this brother right here, he actually, uh, again, was a high school classmate of mine. I think myself and John were only one year apart in school. Uh, he definitely always uh, was someone that grabbed people's attention and always was able to attract a lot of people and had a good supporting cast uh, that surrounded him in school. And so I knew he was going to be destined for great things. And he literally uh, had to put in work, though, y'all. And so we're going to put the link uh, for his uh, last episode so that you can track uh, his progress and also his success story uh, with us throughout the, the rest of 2019 going into 2020. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about his part two uh, testimony on how he became a successful working actor. He's not an actor on paper, y'all. You can go and check his IMDb that I'm also going to drop in the comments thread. He is a working actor that is on that is on the horizon right now to have a breakout year of 2020. And so, John, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your background, bro. Uh, tell us where you grew up at. Uh, tell us about your family upbringing, just for those to get a background context of who you are. Uh, well, you know, uh, of course, I was born in Marietta, Georgia. Yep. Uh, uh, I had an awesome childhood, a great loving family, and awesome friends, and just just a great surrounding people of people that helped me out. And um, and then uh, growing up, I, I knew I always wanted to be kind of an entertainer. I didn't know how. I didn't know what. I mean, you know, I used to rap. I still rap. John Dixon, Johnny Dangerously all day. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I always wanted to do something with the arts. So I like to be the center of attention sometimes. And I'd like to just go out there and, and be crazy and be funny and um, and, and just have a good time and make people smile and make people laugh. And I learned at a young age that if I could make someone smile, that's free. And mm. Change the world, dude. It really will. Uh, I know how cliche that sounds, but you can give that to anybody for free. And I figured that out. And I was like, oh, I like people laughing, you know. I was a big kid growing up. I was the, the funny fat kid. And um now I was like, hey, well, I got all these skills that I've honed. I might as well make some money off of it. You know what I mean? I might as well make this into a career, a crazy career, but a career nonetheless, you know. So, um, you know, also growing up, uh, just having awesome people around me and, and, and people that that were like-minded that loved the arts too, you know, whatever, if I was playing or if I was singing or if I was acting in a stage play or if I was rapping on the corner or if we were doing a freestyle segment, whatever we were doing, we were um, spreading that sort of joy that we found in the art together. And mm. heck, now I'm doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what is, um, going to be the theme of tonight's segment, especially for those that may be sitting on certain dreams or certain uh, aspirations that they want to accomplish. Uh, this is a man that I've seen him grow up. Uh, he definitely always had success that was going to be in his future based off of his mindset and also the uh, folks that literally respected him and also uh, literally uh, looked up to him. And so uh, he is going to show you all how he decided to put energy behind making his dreams a reality and also manifesting his dreams to come into play. And so if you have any questions, 
uh, definitely feel free uh, to list them in the comments thread. Uh, we're going to be diving in uh, to John's story, but we just want to make sure for those that still have dreams, y'all, doesn't matter how old you are, uh, you can still accomplish whatever you put energy and also action towards if you are serious about your dreams. And so, John, let's let's talk about uh, really quick. Uh, how how did you know um, at at the beginning, let's say, when coming out of high school and getting to your early 20s and stuff like that? Like, how did you know that this was something that you wanted to go into? I uh, I think I said this in the last time, but it was really weird. I, I went to Georgia Perimeter College coming out. Um, actually, I went to Chattahoochee Tech and then Georgia Perimeter College coming out of Wheeler. And um, I saw that they were offering an acting class. And I was like, wait, this is college. You mean, <laughs> hey, you mean they're offering acting classes? Okay, let me get in. And um, there's a saying in the business, and uh, it's called catching the bug. Mm. I took my first day there, my first lesson, and uh, a college credit lesson, let me add. And I was like, wow there are other individuals here that are taking this serious and that are, that are looking at a bigger picture. And I never saw the bigger picture. I just was like, I have fun doing this mm. for people that were like, well, you know, I can actually make a career out of this. And so I started listening to them and I started listening to my teachers and, and I was like, wow. Okay. So this is a respected industry. This is an industry that is one of the top money-making industries in the world and 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 they offer a college credit to get it man i'll yeah. take that class yeah so um i caught the bug man and I, I started learning everything that i could about it and uh i started off in theater and i just read as many plays as i could uh i read uh an actor prepares uh, very famous, you know, Stanislavski and a bunch of other people. And I started to learn the craft. And I realized that if I hone this craft, if I get good enough at doing this and I focus all my attention on it, then I can actually make this into a career. And it just started, you know, stacking and shaping up. And next thing I knew, I was like, okay, well, is it crazy to pursue this? Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of people that were saying, you have to do this. You got to do this, man. This is what you were made to do. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> I'm going to listen. And uh, I had great support from my family. You know, a lot of people, uh, when they tell their parents that they want to get a degree in theater and acting, um, they don't really have a good response to that. Right. My parents were like, duh, you should have been doing this from the beginning. What, what, what are you wasting your time for? Go do it. Right. I was like, thank you. And that was just the coolest thing ever. Um, I'm a lucky guy. A lot of, a lot of my success is, is luck and, and hard work and determination all wrapped up in one. Um, but, uh, when I caught that bug, man, I was like, yeah, let's make a career. And let's let's go to college because I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to be an accountant. I, I didn't want to be an English teacher. I wanted to I wanted to do something with the arts. And uh, and then I took that path. And and then the path 
where everyone is telling you, man, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a tough job. I listened, but I didn't hear it. I just kept going because <laughs> I <laughs> love it. You know, I love doing what I do. And um, now I'm here, man. I'm here interviewing with you for the second time. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. Like, like uh, John just told us, uh, he chose a different path. I know uh, that it probably was a lot of naysayers, uh, even possibly friends or, or family members that said, like, you want to be an actor, you're going to be living out the trunk of your car. Basically, you're going to be crashing on people's couches forever until you get your big break. So, uh, Jay, talk about like how how did you overcome opposition, even uh, that may have come from your friend circles or even your family circles that were trying to deter deter you from uh, not uh, going full throttle or not putting your full uh, energy into into this? Yeah, I mean, I would just kind of shrug it off. You know what I mean? Like, I just wouldn't take it to heart. I knew that that person saying that to me really meant that they're not happy with whatever path that they chose. Mm. I can't I can't blame that person or the other entities that were against me coming up. I mean, it's just a, it's human nature to put something down when you see somebody follow their dream and and I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I've I've been given an opportunity to. So I would hear some neg- I would hear a lot, actually a lot of negativity and just I would shrug it off and I would just, you know, it'd be skin off my back. And next thing I knew, I'd be focused on my next project or on my next rap show or my next song that I was doing or my next improv class that I was going to. And I would let the negativity fall to the side. And when I would, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm human being and some of that stuff infiltrates. And when it does, you just got to remind yourself that, hey, we only got one life. You might as well live it. You might as well do something that you love doing. Not a lot of people can say that, but I mean, I had a chance. And and if I was given a chance, there is no way that I was going to let anyone else in this world bring me down. It was just absolutely the, the equation was just destined to happen. If, if people were like trying to get into my head, I wouldn't let them in. So at the end, when people give you negativity, you just shrug it off, man, and, and you realize that it's something that's going on within, and that's 99% of the time. It's, you know, when that happens, just look at them and say, hey, I'm here for you, friend. Thank you for your input, and I appreciate it. That's what I do, and I go on, and I move on, and I, and I go on. Right, right, and that's what we got to do, especially in keeping our mind intact, uh, just like you said, Jay, in not allowing that negativity or even the negative vibes to seep in and, and, and throw us off course. And so let's, let's, um, peel back a little bit when it came to, uh, your first gig. Cause I know you talked about uh, this on the first segment for those, uh, that didn't uh, hear about, uh, your first gig, like, uh, summarize, like, uh, what was your first gig that you ever got, especially that you got paid for? Not necessarily your first gig, but your first paid gig. I, I forgot to add. And talk to talk to us about how was that process for you getting your first paid gig? Um, well, getting my first I told you about my first paid theater gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting my first ever paid gig in film and television was uh, a Tyler Perry show called The Haves and the Have Nots. Yes. <laughs> this was the very first 
anything that I ever booked in my television career. And even my, my agent at the time was like, this doesn't happen. I don't know what's going on. This doesn't happen. And so like, you know, I get, uh, I get the call. I remember I was working down at the market savvies and, um, I wasn't looking at my phone because, you know, when I'm at work, I can't look at my phone. I'm doing my job. Right. And uh, and I get the phone call, and my agent is actually like, where have you been? I've been trying to get in touch with you. And, and I've been with her for like three weeks at this point. But, yeah, no, I, I ended up getting that phone call, and she was like, you just booked Tyler Perry. And what? I was like, wait, 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 what? Tyler, <laughs> like, Tyler Perry. Like, the Tyler Perry. And so I was freaking out, and um, I went, I went home that night. You know, told everybody, I was like, "Well, yeah, I, I just got booked as a Secret Service limo driver." I had one line, one line, but you know, I was like so stoked and just so ready to work. I was like, "This is it. This is the real deal." Right. Um. And so I booked that project, and I remember going to it, and I actually filmed that project on my birthday, June 9th in 2017, I want to say. And, um, and it was just the coolest experience in the world. <laughs> Having Tyler Perry actually come up to the window, we're, we're on his studio set and, uh, you know, I'm the secret service limo driver. And then in the back, there's the, you know, the action, the actual star of the show, Candace and, and the president-elect at the time. And so they're in the back, they're doing their monologue, or they're doing their dialogue, and a cameraman is right here to my right, right? Right. Back in the back. And, and so I'm, like, freaking out this whole time. This is my very first time on a real, real, real set. Wow. So, all right, cool, cool. I'm going to stay in focus, you know? And I see a guy to my left. And, and I think it was a cameraman. I thought it was forever. Um, turns out two years later when I saw the footage because I wasn't in it, um, it was a gaffer or a lighting guy or somebody. And all the yeah. action was on in the back, right? But <laughs> the funniest things that happened to me on that set was I was walking the set and I see uh, another girl. She's working as a PA, as a personal assistant. And she used to be a girl that I worked with as an extra on a Melissa McCarthy movie. And so, like, she sees me and I see her and we're like, yeah, we're stepping up in the world, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. I love it. <laughs> but uh, that was my first paid television gig. And uh, I'm still getting paid from that today. Um, that's, that's one of the best. And still looking forward to more of Tyler Perry projects. Please, wherever you are, Tyler. I want, Absolutely. I want we got we got we gotta get we gotta get you on the on the complex over there down at East Point to, oh. to be one of the, the go to uh homegrown homegrown talents. I love it, man. Sure. Really quick shout out. We're gonna get some quick shout outs, Jay, and then we're gonna get back to Q and A. Shout out. We got Rono uh that tuned in with us. Uh we, uh, we got we got Philip, one of the twins tuning in with us. Shout out to my auntie Arlene. Shout out to uh, Delta. Shout out to Amadi. Uh, we appreciate all of y'all tuning in with us early to catch the jewels. And then, uh, John, like, what are uh, some things, bro, uh, that you're thankful for that have come across your lap uh, project-wise this year that uh, you didn't even expect? Like, let's talk about some of the wins you've had this year so far. 
Um, usually, like when it comes to um, to uh, uh, the holiday times, my work slows down a lot. You know, everybody, just like everybody else in any other career. And I had a bunch of unexpected ha uh, stuff happen during my slow period. And um, that's when I usually check out. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be so worried if I don't book anything for the rest of the year, right? Right. The second that I went into that mindset, I just started booking, like, left and right, man. <laughs> uh, and, like, it was so weird. I wish I could turn that mindset on all the time because it was just so unexpected. I got a call um out of the blue i went and did an audition i don't know maybe six months ago uh, a really good friend of mine david rucker phenomenal actor um very very does great at atlanta theater to go um and and he's just an awesome person all around well he ended up getting me a um an audition with this playwright ted johnson and um this was like i said maybe six seven months ago and the way that my process works is I will go do an audition and then forget about it. Mm -hmm. You know, move on to the next one because there's no, there's going to be no good coming out of it if I just sit there and wait and think. So I just move on to the next one. And then about, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago, month and a half, um, I get a call and it's from Ted Johnson, the playwright that I went and auditioned for. Now, when I went in the audition, it was very great, and, and the audition process is very hard because the people on the other side are always kind of taught not to give you anything. Stoic, mm. you know, no emotion. So you never really know how an audition goes. Right. So I walked out, and I called up my girlfriend, and I was like, yeah, I think I just bombed that. I have no idea what I did. It was kind <laughs> of like I was, I don't even know if I was working right, and I just think I did really bad. You know what I mean? And I right. did a really, really bad job. And so I get a call about a month ago, and um, and it's Ted Johnson, the playwright. Wow. <laughs> and he's offering me the antagonist, lead antagonist. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> I, wait, it, let me refresh. I came and saw you in the audition, right? And okay, yeah, sure, I'll. I'll take the job. Yeah, give me more details. Okay. And so um, he told me about this project. It's going to be uh, it's going to be going on in April and March uh, 10th through 12th. Okay. We have lockdown and it's going to be touring in uh, Texas. Wow. And uh, for me, I mean, this is my dream. Like, you're yeah. Gonna fly me out i would have drove there by my i would have done that wait and you're gonna put me in a hotel i would have paid you to do that no that's right <laughs> so i'm like it all came out like wait 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 this is legit this is so official and i did a little more research on ted johnson and and he's he's a phenomenal playwright um he's actually a a criminal uh, atten uh, uh, uh attorney and he specializes on helping people in the lowest when they're in their lowest places and um just reading all this stuff and then uh seeing some of the other castmates that i was going to be working with david rucker i was like this is my dream come true wow as an actor to already have a job booked out for so long in advance is just the most beautiful thing because i don't have to worry about my next job yeah when I went to the audition room 
I don't stink of desperation for my next job, you know, right. <laughs> and, and I can actually act and I can go do what I'm supposed to do is go in there and do my lines and come out and have a good time doing it, you know? Right. And, um, I mean, so far, I mean, that's just one of the biggest hits where I'm just still pinching myself. It's still not reality yet. There's still details to come because we haven't started rehearsal. And when we start rehearsal, then reality sets in. And, uh, right. But, I mean, it was unexpected, to say the least. It was just so unexpected. And um, then I got this commercial, like, last – or I filmed that, like, two weeks ago. And when I went into this mind frame of not wanting a job or not worrying about my next job or anything like that, then <laughs> – Everything started just happening, and that's so weird how the universe works that way. But, but, but stay with that point right there, though, Jay, too, because I know um, we have a question that just came in from Delta. But talk about uh, like when it comes to let's say desperation in in your particular industry. Uh, oh. do, you, do you feel that uh, especially actors that are desperate sort of end up getting the short end of the stick more than those that just come in? saying that, like, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to just go to the next audition and kill it? Like, how, how does the mindset of an actor work when they're going to audition? I think that's, um, I think that's, like, number one right there is a mindset. Um, fortunately, or unfortunately, if you're working and, and your career is acting and, and you need this money for your next job to pay your bills and to pay your lights and, and to pay whatever else you need to pay for your life, it's so weird. It comes off in the audition room. And mm. the reason the casting director is looking at you and it's like, I know this guy needs his job for his money, but he's just not right for it. Because right. coming off that is is not right for the character. But really, I just think that it's like whenever you're in a mindset that you need something, that you need something out of another person and and, and that other person can tell, it automatically turns that person off. Mm. And it automatically, like, just shuts them down. Whereas they're like, this person needs this job. Oh, this person wants this job. You know what I mean? This person needs this job. And, and, and it's really tough because there are a lot of people that need to get the job to make the money. And, and we understand that this is like the toughest industry to go up there and pour your heart out. And then you won't even hear, you don't even get a no. Like, right. you don't hear anything. You know what I mean? Right. It's such a tough, it's such a tough balance. I really wish that I could tell you that these were the tricks of the trade and et cetera. But there's no formula. It's so tough. You, every audition is different when you walk into. I just know that in my mindset, that if I know that if I go in there stinking of desperation, I usually don't get the job. That's mm. You know what I mean? But if I know if I go in there and I'm going to have fun with it, and I know I'm going to actually enjoy the audition, I usually end up booking that job. You know, I end up booking that job. And um, I, I wish there was a secret. There's, there's not. <laughs> I really do. Trials, tribulations, and... And some days are going to be better and some days are going to be worse. And, you know, you might have ran out of gas before you walk into that audition room or you might have had, to, you know, uh, something unexpected come up and you have to deal with that. And it plays in the room. And mm. 
plays in the room, you're not getting that job. You know what I mean? Right. So as an actor, your mindset is very, very important. And the only thing I can say is just try to have fun with it. I mean, we have the coolest job in the world. Just try to have fun with it. You know? Right. Why not? You know? And people want to work with somebody who's having fun. That's the number one thing. If you're a nice person and you're having fun doing your job, well, heck yeah, I want to work with this person. <laughs> stay, with that, stay with that point right there, Jay, because I know um, you've always been someone that has great personality and, and charisma. Like, talk about how that sets you apart from, let's say, other blah actors or even other, like, robotic actors or that may be going after the same positions or even uh, some of the positions that you're gunning for. Like, how does having charisma and also personality separate you in the acting industry? I think it's definitely a, a fantastic blueprint uh, for any sort of acting or entertainment. Um, personality and charisma is what people want to see. They want to see somebody who's having fun or, or even if it has a really weird personality, people are interested by that. They want to see that. Um, mm, that's good. And, uh, uh Remind me one more. Um, just in reference, like, and having that charisma and personality, how yeah. it separates you from some of the competition. Well, like I said, it's a great blueprint to have the charisma and, and a great personality or good personality or bad, a personality that sets you uh, aside from the competition. But the number one thing is, is going in there and, and using that personality to come through and be natural. The number one thing that people want to see is being natural. No one wants to see somebody act. That's the worst thing ever is when you're like, oh, yeah, the director told him to walk from left to right, but walk, you know, very angrily. So he's <laughs> No one wants to see that. Um, but, you know, a lot of people say the personality factor is the it factor or some people have it and some people don't. I don't believe that. I believe anything in this life can be learned as long as you have the tools or as long as you have the desire to want to learn. Mm. You want to have a better personality, then mimic people who have really great personalities or study. Or, you know, if you want to get better at talking or want to have better charisma and keep people's eye, then... You learn from people who do that. There's tools out here. We live in the greatest age of man of existence so far. Everything that we want to learn about anything is on this little phone right here. Right. And now having the desire and having a personality, all of that helps. But all of this can be learned. All of this can be acquired through hard work and dedication. Mm. Really what anything is in this world is hard work and dedication. Put enough man hours to it. You're going to be good at something eventually. You may Absolutely. not, but you're going to be good at something. You know? Absolutely. And that's real, bro. You got to put in the work. Like John said, it can't be someone that's haphazardly com coming in and saying you want to accomplish certain goals and even certain vision for your, a certain vision for your life and you don't have uh, the discipline behind that work ethic. Uh, but John, we do have a question from Delta. She said, thanks for coming on to drop more jewels. Uh, and giving us the inside scoop of acting. Uh, but how important uh, is it to have an agent to set you up for gigs and callbacks? And then also, would you recommend going on solo missions to make a name for yourself in the biz outside of having an agent? Like, what do you say with that? 
Um, I say that um, having an agent is awesome. And don't get me wrong, I'm a SPW talent. Susan is one of the, she's the hardest working agent that I know of. And, and she is out there busting her butt every day. Um, plugs aside, agents are awesome. But agents fill the crap. You as an actor, just like anything else in this world, no one is going to sell yourself better than you. And as an actor, 90% of the stuff that I book, I book through myself. Mm. I book through Actors Access. I book through myself through 800 Casting, through Casted Talent. I book 90% of the work I book myself. It mm. is fantastic having an agent. And, and she does so work. She keeps me, you know, constantly getting me auditions. And I just cannot say enough, like, how awesome it is. But it is not the driving factor to your career. A driving factor to your career is yourself. And yourself, if you are an actor and you want to pursue this, you're going to have to sell yourself no matter what. You're doing it 99.999% of the time. Mm. Every time that you walk in to see your agent, you're selling yourself. You walk into the casting director, you're selling yourself. So I, I, I stress a lot to a lot of these people. They're always like, man, you're always working. You're always doing this. You're doing that. Yeah. I'm going out there and I'm finding the job. Don't get me wrong. My agent does a hell of a lot of work for me. Right. I'm out there and I'm getting those jobs and I'm letting her fill in the glue, you know, fill in the cracks. Right. That is what is keeping me working is because I'm not turning down jobs. If, if you pay me 25 bucks, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it. If you pay me 750 bucks, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it. If this is the worst project ever in the entire world, but you want to give me a part, I'm going to go out there and do it. You want to pay me bucks? Sure, I'll be out there for an hour. You know what I mean? (laughs) Facts are is that if you want to do this, having an agent is awesome, but no one's going to sell yourself like you. There's just absolutely no one going to be able to do that. I mean, right. because you know what you are capable of and no one's going to work as hard as you because you want to do this for yourself. Go grab an agent, you know, have multiple agents, have a theater agent, have a, a, um, a film and television agent, a commercial agent, and, and, and have a manager and a team and all of that. And that is fantastic. But when you're starting out, you need to work for yourself. You need to work hard. For you need to give yourself as much of a leeway as you can to make this dream happen. Because mm. it's the only one that's going to work for it. That's it. Yeah. And that's, and that's a huge uh, piece of advice and just a jewel in itself. Like, even if you have support systems, uh, they don't know your calling, they don't know your giftings, as John said. And so you have to be your biggest advocate. And then uh, along with that question, uh, Jay, uh, Amadi also asked, uh, do you advise actors to dress up as the characters that they are, are auditioning for? And um, is this something uh, common, basically? And she said this uh, is something she witnessed her mother do when she used to audition for certain roles. But what do you think about, like, dressing for the part that you're, you're auditioning for? Yeah, that's a um, that's kind of a tough one because a lot of the times, unless they ask specifically – they do not want you to dress up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But sometimes, like if I'm doing an at-home audition and I need a hat or something to help me get into character, you know, I go with it. And I sometimes break the rules. Um, some casting directors, they love it when you dress up. They love it when you throw on some makeup or make you look more of the character. It helps them easier. And then some will explicitly say in directions, do not dress as the character, do not use props, <clears throat> you know, don't use anything that is going to distract you from being you. Right. Or whatever character they're looking for. Um, so I say go with your gut on that unless unless the instructions say do not dress up for the part. If they say do not dress <laughs> do not go with your gut. Just listen, just read the directions. That is the number one thing in this business that will keep you working. If you read and you follow every direction to the T. Um, but if you feel like, you know, you're about to go into a theater audition and you feel like this is going to help you make your performance, then I wouldn't care what anyone else thinks. I would go do that. I would go make that a character choice. Character choice, you're making a choice that automatically shows that you are a working actor, that you are know what you're doing in some sort of fashion. So I just say that's a tough one, um, but always read the directions. And, and if they say don't dress up, do not dress up. But if you feel it and, and there's no explicit directions that say don't, go for it. Go for it all the time. Whatever makes the better for you. Absolutely. And dive a little bit more with that, uh, Jay, before we go to the next question from Amadi, too. Like, talk about what are the different types of auditions? I know you mentioned that the first uh, interview that we did that you can do basically where you're at home and you're filming from, let's say, your camera or possibly even a, a, a cellular device. Like, what are the different types of auditions in acting that you can do? Well, 90% of the, uh, the auditions that you get nowadays, because everything is digital, is now done from home. Gotcha. So as a, if you want to be an actor, I always say invest in a great camera. And if you have a great camera, um, it doesn't even have to be great. Cell phones are very, very good nowadays. But I say invest in your equipment at home. And um, 90, like I said, 90% of the work I do comes from this room right now. I have a neutral color background, gray, either one gray or, you know, maybe a blue curtain or something like that. Um, but uh, just invest in your at-home equipment because that will be the first thing that these casting directors see. Now, the second type of audition that you have, and this was more common before all of, you know, cell phones and internet and all that. Mm -hmm. Fashion in person audition. <laughs> the face. Right. You actually talk to people and they can see you and you can go in the room and you can own the room and you can take over. But those are few and far in between nowadays. Right. Uh, so when you get an in person audition, my advice is just to own the room, go in there and take that few seconds to show them who you are. You're not going to get that second when you just send in that, you know, that tape with your slate. And, and all they'll see is your tape and your slate. But um, for convenience, it's very easy to be able to do it at home nowadays. And I love being able to do it at home. 
Um, I also suggest investing in a good scene partner or reader as well. Uh, a good scene partner or a good reader can really make a difference between how a scene is going with you just talking to someone to acting with someone. And when you start acting with someone, you start booking. Mm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and, um, but yeah, um, the two different in-person audition and then you have your at-home uh, self-tape audition. Okay, that's good to know. And then Amadi also asked too, Jay, she said, um, there are a lot of acting uh, schools and classes that people sell online and on the internet uh, for actors to find work. Uh, what are some of the scams out there that aspiring actors should look out for when it comes to online classes or acting or acting schools? Um, I think this is, uh, for me, one of the biggest ways to weed out all of that stuff is if you have somebody that is trying to charge you up front. Mm. Paying for acting classes, that's a different thing. But if you have an agent or if you have somebody that says they're a talent agent and they try and charge you up front, that is not how this business works. This business is, is that you have a talent, you have an agent, and you have a production team or the production. And the talent gets paid or the agent gets paid when the talent gets paid. So at this point, if anyone is up front asking for money for anything that is not a legitimate headshot, that is not a legitimate acting class or a legitimate demo reel service, then do not pay them. Because mm. a lot of scams out there, they'll be like, hey, well, we will, you know, charge you 200 bucks and we'll make sure that you get in front of an, a talent agency at the end of it and you'll be able to go to... Uh, you know, talent mingles and be able to see all this different stuff. Anybody who's charging up front is is not someone that's ready to work for you. And that's yeah. what, at the end of the day, it's a give and take relationship between anybody or a business partnership. And um, if anyone's asking for money up front, you can pretty much bet it's a scam. I mean, um, and then just do your research. A lot of the... Um, a lot of the main talent agencies, especially down here in the Southeast, are all listed on Google. Um, you know, you got Jay Purvis, SPW Talent, you know, the list goes on. And um, none of those places will charge you. You can send in your resume and your headshots and everything for free. And uh, from then, they will pick you for an interview to come if they want to uh, work with you. Sure. Uh, but uh, you see a lot of this stuff where they will give you an, a package deal like that. And don't get me wrong, there are some good stuff where you can get a good headshot or, um, you know, they'll make a scene for you, which is kind of cool. They'll make scenes. If um, but just be careful of anybody asking money up front. They don't want to work for you. They don't, they just yeah, that's good stuff right there, bro. Uh, excuse the ambulance going by, too. We've got some emergency vehicles out here. Y'all be safe if you're out on the road. Uh, but also, Amadi asked too, uh, Jay. She said, "How necessary is it now to be a SAG member or an actor, or, or an actor, and can it hinder you in certain scenarios, or is it always helpful to uh, register with being a SAG member?" Um, starting out, I was told, and and I also recommend 
uh, not joining SAG until every project that you're booking is a SAG project. Yeah. A lot of the times when you join SAG, you are now in a Screen Actors Guild, which is a union, so you have to abide by their rules. Now, when you are in a union, unfortunately, that eliminates a lot of non-union work. Mm. Uh, a lot of the, the murder shows that I do, Snapped, um, Homicide Hunter, uh, Killer Couples, all of that stuff is non-union work. Now, there are ways that you can do non-union work being in the union, but that means that the non-union work has to file the right paperwork with the union. Mm. And a lot of you don't see that. So if you, you know, like for me, right out of the bat, I got a SAG job. Mm. First TV project was a SAG job, which made me SAG eligible. Gotcha. I can join SAG at any time that I want to, but I still have not joined SAG. Because mm. it's all of the non-union work that I can do, which puts me out of all of the murder shows that I do, which puts me out of a lot of the theater work that I do. Well, theater has nothing to do with any of that because that's a separate field. But it puts me out of a lot of the commercial non-union work that I do, print work that I do. <clears throat> so if you're starting out and and you are SAG eligible, that's awesome. I would I would ask either your agent or your manager, or I unless every project that you're booking is SAG, I would not join SAG until you absolutely have to. Now I do have uh, actors that say. You know, right when I joined SAG, I was booking nothing but SAG projects. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I've had actors say, right when I joined SAG, I've gotten nothing. You know what I mean? So it, it's really, really tough. But if you're starting out and, and you know that your majority of your work is non-union, I would not join until you are ready to do a majority of your work being union. So um, at that point, uh, hold off for a little bit. Get some non-union work in there. Build up that resume. Get it rocking, and then come back. And then, when you're SAG eligible, think about and look at your your ratings and what you're booking, your statistics, and be like, hey. And if you have an extra three thousand dollars sitting around, join SAG. Um, and uh, eventually, I will join SAG when I'm when that's everything that I'm booking. Right now, I don't want to miss out on any opportunities. You know what I mean? Right. So it keeps you more flexible, just like you said, Jay, to be able to not just have to be considered for those SAG projects. That's a great question. We I, can, um, I can do a union project and you know what I mean? I can be non-union. I can be SAG or I do not have to be in SAG to do a union project. There That's good. That's good right there, man. Jay dropping all the jewels for y'all. Uh, we definitely appreciate the questions from Delta and Amadi. Uh, if anyone else has any questions, uh, definitely feel free to ask them. But uh, even Jay, I know you're you're also uh, into doing plays on top of TV shows and movies. Like which one out of the three do you and even commercials too? Let's add that in as a as a fourth uh, uh, um, piece that you work in for your acting. So like out of those four, which one do you prefer the most? Also, which one is let's say. Uh, the most lucrative for for uh, actors that are just starting off, like what would you suggest that they get into first? Uh, for actors just starting off, I suggest theater, 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 and more theater because that is where you learn the basics of how to act. Um, you get the greatest 
you know, playwrights of the world that are still teaching us stuff today. Oh, Billiam Shakespeare. And uh, <laughs> learn all of the basic theater. Um, and I learned how to act in theater. Um, it's two different beasts, though. Uh, the theater game and the film and television game are two different worlds. However, I do believe for any starting out actor, you are going to learn every base that you need to be a successful actor in the theater game. Uh, I will preach that until I die. Um, now, personally, it's more fun when you get to see yourself on the big screen or when you get to see yourself on TV. And, um, but it's a different type of fun because when I'm actually out on stage and anything can happen on that night of the performance and you go through this very scared realization that, oh, anything can happen tonight. Oh man, I've been on my toes. Okay. Then, you know, it's just a certain rush that you get while you're in it. Um, and I learned everything that, that has translated to my film and television career through my theater game. Mm. And, and I believe that it is so much easier to bring it down because in, in, in film and television, you want to bring it down. It's usually more here. You're more acting in your face as opposed to stage where you're using your hands and you're going out and you're doing this. But I believe it's a lot easier to come down than it is to bring out. So when I go through that technique of learning theater, then I went into learning um, film and television. It was a lot easier for me to bring it down than it was for me to bring it out up here. Now, that's just my personal experience. People differ. Everyone, this is the age-old questions of actors. Is it Saita or is it television? <laughs> and so, you know, uh, but for me, man, I learned my chops through theater. And I, I, I will... I will, you know, be preaching this till the day I die, man. That is where I learn my basics. And my basics have translated through every other aspect of my career, including my life, you know, including yeah. charismatic and how to talk to people better. That's how it is, you know. Absolutely. And then as we wind down, bro, because I know we're getting uh uh, to the end of, of, of you listing your final jewel, like talk about like what was your biggest lesson uh, that you've learned this year thus far, especially with um, you having so many wins. I've been tracking you, especially over the last six months and seeing a lot of the projects that you book. Like what's what's a, a, a insight towards a certain lesson or even possibly if we want to consider it a loss that you learned that you were able to grow from and uh, how, how are, are you progressing uh, for some of the goals that you have for 20? Well, my number one goal is uh is always just you know staying on the sober track man i'm coming up on five years uh free from alcohol and if a lot of people knew me alcohol was my crutch <laughs> but no longer anymore um this lessons that i i'm continuously having to face every single day in this business is rejection mm. rejection is the number one name of this game and it is tough. I don't care how tough. I don't care how hardcore you think you are or how much of a diamond skin that you got. Nothing's going to get to you. It's tough. It's tough to be rejected. And that's what this game is. And that's what this, this career is. And the only thing that I can say is, is to live rejection and to learn to love that. And, and I have. 
I've learned to live and sizzle and be okay with rejected. And, and, and know that I'm probably going to be rejected for this job, but she may think of me for something else later on down the line, or he may think of one character that I did in the audition. And that rejection is tough, but it makes you stronger and it makes you invincible. And like I said, you can be a really hardcore person and, and think that it's not getting to you. And eventually rejection does. And eventually it wears you down. But my only advice is to get back up because guess what? You got to learn to live with it. If you're going to live in this business, if you're going to make this a part of your life and a part of your career. Live with the rejection and learn to love it. It's a weird thing to, to, to preach, but just learn to love rejection. Right. That's real, bro. And and then as a final question before you give your final jewel, I forgot to ask you the first interview, but how long does it take for you to get out of the role of your previous project that you worked on, like to get out of that particular character's role? Do you have like a certain detox process or just getaway process that you do? Talk to us about that, that transition. Yeah, I uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I respect method actors so much method actors nah. um, but really it's it's no detox process or anything it's just on to the next thing you know it's just switching from one character to the next it's being this guy to going to be that guy you know I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to go over here you know so it's just it's not and like I said I respect method actors who put a lot of effort and time getting into character but I live by the simple, simple method of just acting. You just act. And when I'm done acting, I'm back to being John. I'm going to go get me a, a bowl of loops, and I'm going to sit on the couch, and I'm going to play video games. And then when I go into my character, I'm going to act. You know, I'm going to go back to that character. And then when I detox, I'm just going to be chilling. And, and my detox is usually when the curtains close or when they say cut. And when I hear cut or when the curtain closes, then it's back to John. You know what I mean? I know that's right, bro. And so we've come to the close, the closing of episode 84 uh, with my, my brother, my special guest, uh, John Dixon. Uh, Jay, you know, we always allow uh, the guests to leave a final jewel or a final thought of wisdom uh, for those that have heard uh, not just your story this time, but even have heard it before. Uh, like, what would you uh, leave as your final jewel of wisdom as it comes to setting goals for themselves? I would just say, honestly, believe in yourselves. I know how corny it sounds. I know how cliche it is. But believe and trust in yourself because it's amazing what one can accomplish when they do set their mind to stuff. I've overcome a lot of stuff in my life, a lot of grief, a lot of bad stuff. But I did it because I trusted and I believed in myself. And at the end of the day, that's all I can say to people. People do not understand the potential that they have. And the potential is within every single person on this planet. And that's it. The potential to trust and to believe and to love in yourself. And if you love in yourself, you're never going to be alone. And you're never going to look for love for it somewhere else because you find it in here. And that's my number one, Joel, is that you, you trust yourself. You believe in yourself. You straighten out what you have to straighten out inside 
so you can give the good that is inside of you to everyone else. And that only happens when you believe and when you trust in yourself. That's the truth. I love it, man. I love it. And mine along with that uh, would be uh, just to make sure if you aren't planning already, uh, there's less than 28 days already here. I was just talking to John uh, before we even started the interview about some of his goals for mapping out your first quarter of the year. You are very much so behind. Uh, I'm a firm uh, proponent and advocate of write the vision and make it plain as what the word says. Uh, if you are not someone thinking for the vision that you have for your life uh, for 2020, then you will accept anything that is given to you, which may not be the best that you are able or or supposed to receive. And so really take time this holiday season, not just to be thinking about what you can do for other people. Uh, you also need to focus on what you need to be planning and mapping out for yourself to make 2020 your best year. And so this has been episode 84 of Becoming an Actor Part 2 with my main man, my brother, and also definitely a Wildcat. I forgot to mention, shout out to Willow High School Wildcat Nation where I met this brother at through uh, my brother, uh, Matt Sheridan, Share Bear. We appreciate you, man. Uh, we we have uh, put this episode 84 in the books. Uh, John, we appreciate you coming on, bro. How can they reach out to you if they have any questions, or even if they want to uh, even receive some consulting from you that they want to break into the industry themselves? Like, what are some ways they can touch base with you, bro? Oh, absolutely. Um uh, number one place that you can touch base with me would probably be through Facebook Messenger. Um, I have a lot of people that reach out to me through there and uh, ask me questions about headshots or, or references of where they should go or where they should take acting classes or whatnot. Um, reach, reach to me through there or, you know, via Instagram. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm willing to help anyone because I had so much help starting out and I could not be here without everybody else. So please give me your questions. I, I'd love to help anyone who wants to ask. Absolutely. So y'all have where you can reach out uh, to John Dixon on Facebook. Uh, he's on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, he definitely said he's willing, he's willing to help and also willing to be a guide for those that are looking to break into the acting or the entertainment industry. I even told John we definitely going to be having him uh, do some webinars for those who are serious about getting uh, into acting or the entertainment industry next year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we're not just talking to people uh, that are are uh, just advocates for themselves. John has always been a man of the people and also willing to spread knowledge. But you are going to, have to pay for the webinars. But we're just letting it letting it be known in, in advance that uh, John. Uh, he has a wealth of information at an early age, and some of y'all need to be investing in your personal uh, savings uh, and personal investments for your career and also for your future. And so, uh, John, we appreciate you coming on, bro. I'm going to say a quick prayer over you and then allow you to enjoy the rest of the week, bro. Okay. All right, Father God, I just want to thank you for allowing uh, John to come on and bless us uh, with not just his knowledge, but also uh, with his passion and even his uh, purpose to help others and support others uh, to make their dreams also become a reality, just like you did with his. Uh, we thank you for his persistence and overcoming uh, any of the obstacles that have been thrown at him this year and just continuing uh, just to build himself up and continuing just to prepare uh, for the bright destiny that you have for him. We thank you for his family. 
uh, his support system. We thank you for his friends and also uh, those who are advocates for his success. And we pray that you will open up even more doors uh, for him in 2020 for new acting gigs and even just new business opportunities for him uh, to receive uh, from all the work that he's put in. And we love you, Father God. We thank you and we honor you. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. I thank you to you. This man, (laughs) natural, you're you're awesome. And you're giving people a platform to to tell their dreams, man. Thank you. Absolutely, bro. You know, we're going to be in touch soon, man. And you have a blessed holiday with the family and we'll talk soon, Jay. All right, man. Peace, bro. I'm going to do a quick wrap up. Uh, You already heard from my brother, John Dixon. Uh, He came on and gave you the blueprint part two. Uh, for how to get into the acting um, and also the entertainment industry. Uh, if you don't know uh, some of the, the immediate steps that you need to take by now, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you can't uh, just be hearing all of this information and not be a doer of uh, putting this information into practice. And so he just literally uh, gave you all uh, the blueprint formula, the play-by-play on how to get into the acting industry. And so hopefully for those that do want to get in, uh, you've been able to uh, learn some jewels this evening uh, with my brother, John, coming on and sharing his expertise. Uh, Definitely uh, stay in touch with him. Feel free to reach out to him and be able to ask any questions or follow up concerns that you may have regarding your own career or your own first steps in making your dreams become a reality. Your host, uh, King Jules, Julian Smartrimple. Uh, This has been episode 84 of the RTJ series, Becoming an Actor Part 2. I hope everyone had a safe and blessed holiday season last week if you celebrated Thanksgiving. Uh, Hopefully uh, you are getting ready to do a detox before the end of the year uh, because uh, it is going to uh, just be a phenomenal year. And feel it. Uh, I've been telling all of my friends, family members to get ready. If you're not already ready, of what you want to accomplish and writing it out and making it plain, then you already are behind. And so make sure you're taking time to plan for 2020. Make sure you are shining like the bright diamond jewel that you've been created to be. Uh, And stay tuned for this Thursday. We'll be having our second uh, episode for the month of December. The theme this month is titled Give Thanks and giving thanks to all of the things that you have gone through and also overcome throughout 2019. So stay tuned for Thursday and we'll see you again. Y'all be safe. Think H2. Stay hydrated. And until Thursday, we meet again. Peace.